welcome back. Let's talk Assassin's Creed, your number one podcast for all things Assassin's Creed. In today's episode, we're going to take a look at where Assassin's Creed can actually go next. But before I dive into this question, because it has a lot of answers, but some that might surprise me, and you possibly, I don't know. <laughs> I'd like to apologise that, that I wasn't online yesterday for the podcast. The reason being is we've had a lot of storms in our area where we live, and one of them had decided to knock our internet out for the day. So I've had to stick with use my mobile data, chat on social media to let you know, but I wasn't able to use enough of that data to upload it to Spreaker and then host it and monitor it that it had gone up. So I delayed it today because I knew it was getting sorted today, and here we are. So enough of me waffling on about why I'm not around, and I do apologise about that. Let's dive in. So... Where to next? Well, it's a question everyone's asking, you know, where can we go? We've explored everywhere except Feudal Japan, which I have a feeling that we'll be making a Feudal Japan. I will just drop it because a lot of fans tell me to shut up because I'm wrong, but I will drop the hint that there's a board game coming out by Creed Venice, which is like a tabletop RPG of Assassin's Creed, and they've got an official canon game mode, part of this tabletop, made by Ubisoft writers, set with Leila Hassan in Tokyo, which is Japan. So why would Leila Hassan go to Japan, unless it was a feudal Japan Assassin's Creed, and it's canon to unreleased material, and so far, Leila Hassan has only been in games, Put two and two together, we could be getting Assassin's Creed in Japan. But I don't talk about that theory because every fan I've talked to had that theory have told me to shut up its coincidence, it might never happen. Look at Minerva being continued in comics instead of actually the games. I know. But if a tabletop game is making a canon expansion pack from Ubisoft Stories that features Leila Hassan and an unnamed assassin in Tokyo can only mean a feudal Japan, please, we so want it. So enough about that, let's answer the big question, where to next? And to be honest, I think where to next shouldn't be the past. And I know everyone who plays Assassin's Creed wants to be playing these big historical romps, you know, through history, taking that bad guys. But I would love if they didn't, for one, one game. And what I mean is, we all love that in Assassin's Creed between 1 and 3, you play as Desmond Miles. And a lot of Desmond Miles stuff had open, well, mini open stuff to do in the modern day. You know, you had the villa you could explore, you had the actual missions you could do. And I was just going to be thinking, what if they'd give us a game where it could be a spin-off game, I don't mind, you know, like how Rogue is sort of a spin-off game because it's, you know, directly after Black Flag, ties in with Unity, but technically Unity is the one for the bigger law. You know, something similar to that, where you do play in the past, but the past maps and history is, like, linear. Like, um, Uncharted or Dark Souls style. You know, it's a linear map with a A to B. You know, you do these missions and you gather intel. Especially, best good examples was with the Chronicle games, where it's, you know, a um, world, you do the missions, you do it, and every detail you pick up, you then leave the animus and you go to this big open world hub sort of thing. And you can do contract missions in the real world. And every detail you unlock in the past helps you unlock 
details in the future. And one little thing I thought would be kind of cool, and I'll try and find the article for the, my social media because you will like this. Ubisoft director hinted that the next-gen capabilities is powerful enough to host more than one timeline in a game. I think he expressed Origins and Odyssey in one game. And you got to think that's mad. So what if, hypothetically, where to next is a game that in modern times, you do missions for the temp- for the assassins, you know, take down Templars, because you're trying to stop a real-world threat that's happening now and now. Well, here and now. I don't know why I said now and now. But the twist in the knife, which I kind of like, to get facts, you have to use the animus to travel to different points in time. Now, each point in time is a linear path, so it's not big open worlds. It's just a linear A to B. Maybe it doesn't have to be small maps. You know, it could be quite a big mission. You know, maybe each mission takes five hours to complete. You know, and there's ten of them, so that's say each mission could takes five hours, and there's ten of them, so that's fifty hours. And then maybe the main uh, the main world campaign, so the modern day campaign, takes over ten hours. That's 60. So it's a good size game, you know, not too much. And could you imagine, let's say, weren't it for a key to Pandora's box? Because Pandora's box is one of my favourite mythological items that I think could be an Isu artifact. You know, maybe it's like got all the diseases that the Isu have never been able to cure in a box, you know, like samples. So as time goes by, they try and cure it and cure it, but they can't. And we've got to hunt down the key. And to get a fragment of the key, or a key location, you have to go to Crusade times, and you have to battle through a Crusade mission, you know, as an assassin in the Crusade. So you play that mission, you do it, you find details, and you find out that the location is a British vault in the British History Museum. So you leave the Animus, you're in the big open world, you speak to your team, and you then do a mission where you go to Britain in this little map again, and you have to do a stealth-orientated mission. We all love Assassin's Creed stealth missions. You know, imagine that to get this vault. And if you don't want to do that, you can then leave the hub and go back in, and you could do little world missions. And now, the best way to describe my idea in my head, and something Ubisoft will never do, and I don't expect it to happen, is imagine a game like Destiny, because Destiny's the best example. We have a main world hub and let's call that our assassin base we can learn about history and then each mission each time zone we have to go to is precisely one of those like strikes or playlist sort of missions you know it's a little world do a mission you run through it but imagine like loads of them to get key fragments and there's this huge story or you can just explore the location you're in and do missions around the area so maybe you're in a city that's heavily fortified, and you can do the missions, you can go off new contracts, you go to a new location, and it's a, another procedural generated map or something, or one that's already been built, you explore it. And I mean, it just gives this sense of, I love the past, I love this big open world, but I would love to play a game where the impact of your decision is more felt, you know? With Desmond Miles, we knew what we were getting with the Apple Eden. We saw the Apple Eden in power. We saw its effect. But really, Black Flag, we didn't see much of the impact of the Observatory for the future, what would happen. And we never have since then. We know that 
we know with Desmond from one to three that what everybody wanted the Apple of Eden and they could see the effect it had on the real world afterwards because he had it and that was nice you know it actually synced but since then it doesn't really sync in my eyes you know Layla Hassan when she was playing Origins the only thing that kind of linked the past and the present was the hidden blade and the remains there was no pardon me uh no interweave as I'm trying to get my words out uh Odyssey did have the staff you know that was handy so it was kind of cool to see past and present interact in a way and Maybe if we had something like that, that'd be really cool. And like I said, it doesn't have to be a main game. You know, it could be a, a spin-off. Or, and I'm probably going to get shut down for this, a spin-off, again, but an MMO spin-off. Shoot me down if you want, that's fine. But imagine what I just described, but you do it with teammates. Imagine it's like an ARPG. As Assassin's Creed, you do missions with all your team. You play... Dungeons are actually just missions, you know, you take a team of your brotherhood and you go and you track down all these to stop this big real world threat. And could you imagine creating your own brotherhood team? Come on, that would just be sick. So it never happened because Assassin's Creed is a story based game, but imagine an MMO aspect which is exactly what I'm trying to avoid calling it because I don't wanna get shut down by some fans that might think it's a bit of a daft I would love to see multiple times many times on maps in Dark Souls style procedurally generated or whatever you decide to do and then build it up maybe an MMO where everyone can help out this would be cool because then we can see the cause and the effect of your actions in the past and I know you're not time travel but it's the memories but you could see how much of an impact the memories had on the present and the last idea I thought where we could go, and it's the last one I'll discuss tonight, is a very good one, but what if we finally got to go back to before the first catastrophe, all the way back to Adam and Eve during the 10 year revolution? And I know everyone say, but it's not an Assassin's Creed game, it doesn't have assassins. Yes, technically it won't have assassins, I understand, but it will be Isu oriented. We know Adam and Eve escaped from the Isu lab. They were the first to gain, you know, immunity to the Apple of Eden. Their pinnacle point in Assassin's Creed lore to why assassins and the triple helix and why some assassins like Desmond were able to not be corrupt by them, how Layla is not corrupt by them, and Cassandra and all these people, it's so connected. And I just think if Odyssey can show us Isu, why can't we have another one? But this time we go back to where it began and we get to play out history in a big way before the catastrophe. We can see this Isu in full effect. I do understand it'll be heavily fantasy oriented because we know their technology. It'd be heavily sci-fi because of the technology. But to me, it would be amazing to play a descendant of a human that lived in that era and how humans had to evolve right, to use easy technology to fight back. And for me, that'll be epic. I understand I understand that we know they're gonna get wiped out because of the great catastrophe, but some survived. So what if one of the ancestors survived? And yeah, I think that's just kinda of epic. One of the ancestors survived 
And maybe they hold answers to a clue that's been hidden in plain sight. We never know. It's something they could touch upon. And I know people do say that Isu stories are too fancy and they don't belong in Assassin's Creed as the Odyssey. But I think we should look at the bigger picture that Assassin's Creed is Isu, Templar and Assassin's Creed. And maybe seeing Adam and Eve in the Isu time would be pretty cool and actually pretty an interesting twist on a formula we've come to love. So that's all we've got time for tonight. I want to thank you all for popping in. I've really enjoyed tonight's episode again. My kids are back at school tomorrow, so I'm going to be back on track to making scripts. I've just been spending too much time this week with my kids, so my scripting has been a bit off. But I love my kids to bits, and I'll happily stop doing scripts just to play with them because they're my little, little assassin buddies. The way they steal food from under your nose, they are little assassins at times. Thank you all for tuning in, and 